Two guys who love talking about a game within a game and coming up later in the show, it's another cup vacation for FPL managers, but there is still plenty to help determine our moves for the upcoming doubles. In association with Fantasy Football Scout, I'm Peterson. I'm Andrew. And this is FPL Sidenet. Hello, managers. We are back and we are recording this on Tuesday, the 24th of January. And as always, I'm joined by my man, Andrew, who is as proficient as an Erling Brautalan 60-minute hat-trick call. Andrew, the the people want to know just how good your game week was this week. <laughs> um, It was very good, actually. So I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty stoked with it, actually. I've been a bit, um, I've been a bit depressed the last couple of weeks, a uh, couple of, a couple of decent reds the last two weeks, but um, I've sort of undone all of that bad work uh, with a with a pretty big week this week. So, uh, very happy. The, the curse has been lifted. The people are rejoicing in the streets. Well, I am. I don't know about the people. <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy for. It. I want to get straight into it because this was just a a mammoth game week. Can you can you walk us through it because it's just insane. Yeah, it was um it's pretty lucky. Like I've I sort make of, your um, own luck. You make your own. Yeah, luck. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, <laughs> I've had a, I've had my fair share of bad luck, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, I have had um, some good luck this week. My like my differential players kind of all came through for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not too many blanks. So I got ninety seven points. Um. So I had Kepper with the nine pointer to you know that um clean sheet away to Liverpool. I probably didn't really expect. Um. I had John Stones, uh, who's he got me a couple of bonuses and a clean sheet as well. Had Trippier's standard um, <laughs> bonus points and clean sheet, uh, an assist from De Bruyne. I did have a couple of blanks in the midfield. I had Mount, who got me three points, but at least I got a clean sheet point. Um, same with Almiron. Uh, seven points from Rashford, uh, Harland, thirty-four captain, and then uh, Kane. Uh, one goal from him, and I also had Inkedia's brace. So that all added up to 97, um, which is like a game week rank of 40,000, which is easily the best um, game week I've had this season. Oh, that, that's just, yeah, that, that is a bonkers game week score. A, a massive green arrow too, I, I take it. Yeah. Um, so I've gone from the the uh, horrible 802K um, <laughs> up to 469k so i've jumped yeah. about 300 places jeez uh, which yeah which is not bad for this time of the season you, you can still make some pretty good gains um in a single week like i think the scores are still even after 20 20 weeks are pretty bunched together so yeah one or two good weeks and you can make some pretty decent decent gains yeah, uh, what I love about this score is just yeah, like the spread of the points, but also you, how you managed to do it with you know White getting the donut and Mason Mount and Almiron both like basically only picking up appearance and clean sheet points, and Kane missing out on bonus points when he scored the only goal. Yeah, I know. Well, he missed that big chance, didn't he, in the second yeah. half? The, the header, which you know was a pretty good header, but it was straight at the keeper. Yeah, um, it was a good save still. 
Yeah. See, I, I, I want to protest this. Like, if you get if you get bonus points taken off for missing a big chance, then you should get additional bonus points for converting a small chance, which is what he did <laughs> in the first half. Am I right? I th- that's a very good idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's. We'll we'll, we'll send a petition around and see how we go. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, the big big thing for you, like, yeah. Stones getting that that eight points was massive because I mean I started Cancelo who didn't even like play at all but you know a lot of managers out there you know have jumped on the uh, what's his name the young kid at, at City I've gone completely blank oh, at the moment Lewis Lewis yeah Rico Lewis, yeah, Rico Lewis and he only yeah. played forty five minutes and others have had Ake because Ake's just seemed to be one of the nailed defenders and he only came on for one point two so yeah it was a you know, having the right players in the right game week and Enkedia before his ownership's probably going to skyrocket. I just, yeah, absolutely superb. Yeah, well, on the John Stones thing, I mean, that was sort of a happy um, outcome from what was a pretty bad mistake on my part um, in the, was it last week? Or yeah, was it last, the, yeah, the, the first... double. Yeah, the, the Man City double game week. So I, I went early on John Stones because he was the best kind of... I, I thought he was the best defensive option at Man City. Mm-hmm. I went early on him to avoid um, price changes uh, yep. in that double game week. And then, you know, obviously, um, you know, Murphy's Law uh, found out that he was injured later in the week and I obviously shouldn't have gone early on him. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was very lucky that, um, you know, he only missed... Like the, well, I guess you know he missed that first game in the double, but no Man City defender did anything anyway. So I yeah. kind of didn't lose much ground to the field. And then now that he is fit, I find myself probably having the best Man City option, and other people don't have him because other people were sensible enough not to go early. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've I'm kind of yeah my my own stupidity has ended up um <laughs> you know <laughs> being being greatly in my favor. So you know like that's part of the the luck that I experienced this week but the Enkedia one I am proud of because that was a that was, I've had him since the, the restart and I I had faith that he was a good pick yeah. um from the beginning and finally you know he's he's gotten a couple of goals but they've always been like six pointers um not getting the bonus points as well just because there's so many other Arsenal players that are you know, picking up attacking returns. Today is the first haul that I've got from him. And yeah, he is still a good differential. So yeah, I uh, was really, really stoked with his, um, with his brace, uh, his brace and the three bonus points as well. Yeah. He's absolutely, absolutely mammoth. So uh, we also have to talk about your captaincy. So you did go with Harlan, but you were, you know, you were thinking of going with KDB, weren't you? I was wavering. I was wavering. You were. <laughs> um, I just, yeah. Like I just, I guess, um, you know, when we last spoke on the pod, I did not at that point realize just how close the two Man City games were together. Yeah. So the second game of the double, and then there was only two and a half days until this game. Yeah. And just the fact that I, I remember there's there's been um, previous instances where Pep has, you know, kind of rested players that um, when there's been short turnarounds. Yeah. Um, and sometimes if there's been two games close together, he might have rested one big player for one game and then another big player for the other game. Which um, is what so he did last I, season for that that yeah. massive KDB haul against Wolves. I'm pretty sure he got rested like the game just before that as well. Right. And so that I guess that's what was in my mind. I was Because he got rested for that second game of the double. And I thought, yep. well, does that mean that the plan is to rest Haaland for this one? Um, ultimately, I just decided that 
you know, he hasn't been resting Harland, um, even on short turnarounds this season. And, you know, I thought maybe the KDB thing wasn't really a rest. It was more just whatever personal issue he was going through um, that, you know, caused him, um, yeah, to miss training earlier in the week. Maybe, you know, that was serious enough that his kind of mind wasn't really on the job and, you know, Pep felt like he needed to have the night off. And so maybe it wasn't a planned rest and, you know, maybe, you know, Harland would play. And I just thought with everyone captaining Harland, I just decided not to take the risk. It's just the EO was just too huge. So I, yeah. I kind of bottled it. You know, like I, I did want to go for KDB. I had visions of this differential captain shout, you know, um, banging while everyone else got like a one-pointer from Harland coming off the bench. But um, ultimately, I just didn't want to take that risk. So I bottled it, went with Harland and then... Uh, woke up in the morning and saw that he'd scored a hat trick in an hour. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just dodging bullets everywhere like Neo. Yeah, very good. I mean, I've been telling you for ages, you know, the points we're, we're going to cover, yeah, they, they, all, they all seem to come at one. So, yeah, massive. That's like 97 was one of the biggest scores I saw around. I, I didn't, haven't really seen too many higher than that. So, well, there's actually a couple of scores higher than that in our. In I our know. League. I was going to touch I on I that. Like, later. I went through it. I was like, maybe I'm the manager of the week. I thought no, you were too. I'm not. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Spoiler alert! I know that we usually do that later in the show. Spoiler <laughs> alert! I'm not manager of the week. The only sour note on that uh that that sweet tasting uh, uh big cake you got there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Definitely oh. not. No complaints coming from here. Nah, well, well done. Very well deserved. Yeah, I was just what. Yeah, when I woke up the other morning and I saw the Inkedia score, I was I was I was stoked for it because straight away I knew what that was going to do for you. So, um, yeah, unbelievable. But um, I'll touch on, on my team now. I did not get ninety-seven points like you, but uh, I, I I still finished up with eighty points, which was like just over my safety score, which I was pretty happy about actually in the end. So. Um, yeah, like yourself, um, Kepa Ariza Balaga um, out the back there with the nine points, and yeah, Trippier in defence, which is like doesn't really do anything for me at, at all. But um, I was debating whether to start White or Shaw, and because Cancelo didn't play, um, he got a donut, and so I had um, Ben White come in because I actually started Shaw. So yeah, um, two Krispy Kreme donuts there in my defence, which is. Very annoying, but um, yeah, the midfield of Almiron, who I decided to stick with, um, yeah, not doing much. Rashford is Rashford, he's just on fire. KDB with the six, and yeah, Martin Erdegaard with a very fortunate assist there for the uh Enkedia late winner there. So I will definitely take that. And when yeah, you say like, fortunate, do you think what are you saying? He shouldn't have got it, or it was just a lucky. Oh, I think it was I... just, I don't know, it was just, it didn't seem like there was that much in it, but um. From from my memory, he sort of like just kicks it in a crowd and heads to Enkedi, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, well, I mean, I guess maybe they. Um, I, I wasn't sure if it got a deflection or not. That was my thing. Like I when he hits it, do you think was he poking it towards goal and then uh, it deflected, or was he actually trying to get it to Enkedi? I don't know. I mean, maybe he. I don't know. It, whatever it was, it worked. <laughs> and yeah, and I got the fantasy of, points. <laughs> Yeah, that, it was too much of a shit fight for them to figure out what happened. So they just gave it. They, they were sick of people DMing them about the yeah you know, the the Saka one and, and the and the Edison one that they didn't give. So 
yeah. they decided to throw the FPL managers a bone, I guess. Yeah, that's the, you you know what players FPL towers have by by some of their decisions. So <laughs> that yeah. one that one came into effect. And yeah, the you know, the Nordic Meat Shield as captain, um Harry Kane with the goal this morning. And yeah, Mitro with the two points and and who was flagged, but there's plenty of time for him to get over that. I was sort of hoping for a, like a shootout this morning. Because um, you know, the Mitrovic points probably would have been quite helpful for me with his. I think he was probably sitting under thirty percent um, EO um, around my area of the, of the rank. So yeah. any yeah, points definitely. that he got probably would have, would have done more than than Harry Kane's points. But um, I'm still happy with them anyway. So uh, yeah, the Cancelo is a big problem, um, a big problem that I hope will resolve itself. Or if not, I might have to resolve it myself in in a week or two. But yeah, um, yeah, that that's think... that's really it's only that and and Almiron really, which which are the two issues. But yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But it was what, a green arrow. About... It wasn't a big one, but it was a green one. So I'm up to one seventy five k, which which I'm happy about. So what is that green arrow? How how many places did you actually go up? I think I only I only moved I moved up fourteen k, which wasn't too bad. So that's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I will take that. So yeah, from one eighty nine or one ninety k to to one seventy five. So yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's getting the gains is a bit hard. It's more trying to avoid the big drops. So, uh, I mean, a lot of my side is just very template. So, without those sort of differential players like, you know, Erdegaard, Mitro, you know, had even Cancelo done anything, I would have got a massive green arrow too because, I mean, his EO keeps dropping <laughs> by the round. So, yeah, um, I was I was surprised that Cancelo didn't play. Like, he... um. I think we both talked about it last week. We both were pretty impressed with how he played yeah. in the first game of the double last week. And then he didn't play the second one. And two and a half days later, you would have thought home game against Wolves, it's a perfect opportunity to give him another start. Yeah. So, there's there's yeah. something clearly going on there like with, oh, with, with Pep and that squad because Foden wasn't even in the squad. And that was due to, yeah. like, quote, unquote, match fitness. Now... He has a lack of match fitness because he's being hauled off at 45 minutes every day, <laughs> every time he plays, and and having no yeah. effect. So he's just wonder what's happening. He's getting hauled off. Yeah, yeah something's he's wondering what's happening at on. training. Yeah, there's def- there's definitely a few people that Pep's not happy with at the moment, and I just think that yeah, Ken Cancelo is just someone that you have to fix. Yeah. Um, and and the good thing is he's a massive cash cow for you as well. Yeah, so that's right. it should help you. Should help you. Um coming up for this, this this next double game week should help yeah. you get who whoever you want to get. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I've got – there's still, you know, a few games that we need to get through. So, you know, there could be injuries. He could work his way back into contention. It's a bit hard to tell with that, you know, that double game week 2023 20, coming up. I don't really want to, you know, keep him. And then he only gets one point <laughs> again, <laughs> which would be frustrating But because there'd probably yeah. – there'd be better single game week players out there than, than him. But – um. But, but yeah, a, a lot, a lot to like. I was, I was happy. Green Arrow, so um, you know, to to quote what the kids say, we move. <laughs> yeah, we move. Very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I th- as you say, like I, I think it's really important that on the weeks where you don't have like an amazing week, that you just kind of scratch out like either a small red or a or a small green. Yeah. Um, and don't suffer those huge drops. You know, like I've been going up and down, um, like a yo-yo. Um, and it's been extremely stressful, you know, those, the big gains and the big drops. Like I, yeah, I think, um, I, I, I'm better off, you're better off having, yeah, just a much more consistent, um, consistent time of it with small arrows. Yeah. It's a lot I better mean, on the stress. 
I, I was going to say, like, we both rolled our transfers, didn't we? So, like, we're, we're sitting yep. sitting good, like, with two free transfers up our, our sleeve, heading into, like, a couple, two really big game weeks coming up where, you know, those that, that plan and, you know, have a good plan in mind can probably get a lot of big gains out of the next couple of weeks. So um, it, it could be sort of moving season now. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really glad I've got two free transfers because despite, you know, having such a really good week this week, I do have a couple of um, flyers in my team that are really stinking up my team and uh, I, I need to fix them. Mason Mountain's got to go for me. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a couple of other players in there that I'm not particularly happy with either. So, yeah. The uh, you know, the score that I got this week might have papered over a few cracks, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I definitely do need to fix my team in a couple of a couple of areas. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, we still have some time to to think about that, but um, a few things we talked about last week's episode, which are so relevant for this week's episode again, is, you know, uh, Matoma Brighton. Yeah, and this week it was you know Matoma winning the weekly Brighton asset debate over Solly March, and you yeah. know Solly March doing his best impression there of Darwin Nunez skying the ball in the box when he was teed up for for an easy goal. That wouldn't have even, that wouldn't have got into a second set of goals stacked up onto the first set of goals. <laughs> he must, was, he must I, have I, lost I, his footing or something. That's the only explanation for that finish. He, he shouldn't have gone with a pitching wedge. <laughs> uh, Matoma looks so sad too, like when you saw him yeah. in the screen because he's just like, oh, he's about to set up his, his mate for a goal better. You know, 100%. do you think... Do you think it's still worth, I mean, we talked about this last week and I was sort of kicking myself that I rolled the transfer because I was thinking of doing Almiron to Matoma. That would have been my transfer. Yep. So I sort of missed out on seven points and, you know, it, it might only be seven points, but, you know, that's actually a big difference. But do you think it's still worth investing in Brighton at the moment? Like We don't know about blank game week 25, but the fixtures ahead just, they almost look too good to ignore. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, you you made the point last week. You know, I think I was very strong on don't get anyone in that might have a blank. And then you you made the point last week that, you know, you, you can ignore these players that might have a blank and then they just keep on scoring week after week after week. And then you've missed out on a lot of points, so many more points than, than you would miss out on by just, you know, um, by Taking having them in a, a blank game week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because exactly I mean, right. So I think I think you were onto the right track last week. You know, maybe you were right. Like maybe we just need to when there's these players that have got um, that the form and the fixtures form, have got amazing <laughs> fixtures. Like it, it makes it it makes it hard to ignore. It really does make it hard to ignore. And you know, I'm I'm even sort of looking at Matoma and thinking to myself, is he as good as a double game week play next week? He's home to Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think, you know, we, we've talked about before how important it is to attack the doubles and be aggressive with the doubles. But I also, um, I, the way I kind of think of that is not just attacking doubles, but attacking fixtures. And mm-hmm. a home game against Bournemouth is pretty is just as good as two fixtures against, you know, a lot of other teams. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, some, it's something I'm thinking about of just, um, just biting the bullet and getting him in. Yeah, and and I know Matoma's price has risen since um, the you know the end of the game week. He's up to now to five point one, but it's still just it's just tremendous value, and it's such an easy move to do. Like for me, it would be for Almiron. So um, Almiron's yeah. great, but he just he's not getting the returns at the moment. Whether or not you can debate whether 
you know, this purple patch is coming to an end or it's just, you know, something about Newcastle at the moment not being able to create chances. So yeah. Maybe it's just a matter of just switch it up, just you know, move on to the next hot thing and then see how long that, that flame burns for and then move on to the next. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Matoma, what Matoma's doing, even though, like, I mean, the goal he scored the other day was really, was like a low XG chance. It was a worldie. But, um, but having said that, what he's doing, it seems repeatable. Yeah. Um, like he's really, he's really, really good at dribbling into the box and beating players and setting players up. Like he should have had that assist for Soli March. It should have been a goal and assist and three bonus. Yeah. Um, and it just seems like he's really difficult to stop. Um, so it seems, you know, to me, it seems repeatable. It seems like it's not going to be a flash in the pan. Like he's actually just a, a baller. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas the Almiron, you know, run that he had earlier in the season, the reason why I didn't have him for so long is because I just, I'd been watching Almiron for long enough to not believe it. Yes. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it caused me to wait too long on him, but I kind of feel the same way about Soli March. Like I've been watching Soli March for a couple of years and, He's never scored more than one or two goals a season. I, I've been watching him long enough to not believe it, whereas Matoma seems like the real deal to me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, it could be a matter of, I, we talked last week, it could be a matter of it's going to, these point point holes with the Brighton players could easily just rotate throughout the side, like to different players, but um, yeah, sort of, yeah, want to have a ticket to the raffle, don't you, just to get those points anyway? Yeah, I mean they're scoring so many goals at the moment that yeah. you know, um, you know, most of them seem seem to be getting at least a goal involvement every game. So um, you might not know which player is going to get the biggest haul every week, but with the fixtures they got at the moment, you know, you can sort of you you feel like they're all kind of going to return something in each, in each week at the moment. So yeah, um, if you're getting returns for five million, then you know you shouldn't be turning that down. Yeah, and you mentioned Matoma's dribbling, which is just extraordinary and so much fun to watch. Now, I heard, I think it was on the football, I know I've listened to so many football podcasts the last 48 hours. I think it was on the football ramble. They were talking about how Matoma actually did his master's in physical education and his thesis was on the art of dribbling. Yeah. (laughs) So he's actually like studied how to actually perfect the perfect dribble. So yeah, so he's and technique Dr. and Dr. everything. Dr. Dribble. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Dribble. <laughs> How good's that? There we go. Dr. Dribble. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, That's sticky now. Um, yeah, we might be uh, we might be bringing Dr. Dribble in this week, hey? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we'll but see I, how we go. Another thing we were, we were chatting about last week was um Kepa. So on the back of his double digit haul last week and he finished up with nine and a, a bit unlucky because he was sitting on 10 points and, and, and sort of only lost, I think he lost a, a bonus point. Like maybe it must've been right on the whistle or just after the game finished, but yeah, just yeah, back-to-back performances. And he's been fairly good since the, the, the restart. And while Chelsea just haven't been able to score goals, at least they're sort of starting to look a bit more solid in defence. And, I mean, we're only investing in Kepper anyway, really. I mean, I know you've got Mason Mount, but you're going to be moving him on, I can almost guarantee it. But um, yeah. at, at least the avenue that we're looking to get our Chelsea points is paying off. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I kind of disagree with you a little bit about him looking good since the restart because he had a couple of really oh, shaky that's games right, he did in too. a row. He was very he, Kepper in a couple of Kepper games. He went... <laughs> In game week 19, he went full Kepa, and that goal that he conceded against Man City, I, it was like he's, right. he was playing Twister and he, his right foot couldn't move or something. <laughs> um, right. 
But yeah, and then I think I think he was at fault for one of the Fulham goals as well. But yeah, um, and I think that's that's one of the. I mean, I've been I think I've been banging on for two weeks about me wanting to move from Kepper to De Gea. Mm -hmm. Um. And the, one of the reasons why I was so keen on that is because Kepa's, I looked at my team and Kepa looked to be a problem that needed solving. Mm -hmm. And now I look at my team and he doesn't look like a problem that needs solving anymore. I can see um, problems in the rest of my team that, you know, that need solving more urgently. So um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think Kepa's going anywhere anymore. I think I've seen, I've, I've changed my, I've changed my mind on him. He, he, he looks to, he looks to be back. Um, and confident again. I, I mean, the saves that he made against um, in that last game against Liverpool, they were all really easy saves. But yeah. just generally the way he's moving and um, punching the ball and, and taking crosses, he just seems that little bit more confident yeah. um, than he did a couple of weeks ago even. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the fixtures, like sort of short term, still look great. Like they, Chelsea host Fulham again. Then they've, you know, West Ham, who, you know, having a bit of trouble Scoring goals and home to Southampton, Spurs. Well, yeah, Spurs is always a, a big game, and then yeah, home to Leeds, Leicester, Everton, Villa. So yeah, yeah, yeah for that's that's a fairly decent run, and at the price we're going for it, you know, I, I don't unless he's injured, I'll just be starting him. So yeah, and that yeah, I think hopefully I, that I Chelsea today... defense gets a few more players back in. Like I know Reese James and and Chilwell are both close to to being back. They're both in training and. Um, Benoit Batashiel is looking really good next to Thiago Silva. So maybe things are yep. starting to turn around. And of course they've got um Jao Felix as well. Like is he is he back in the next No, so he's back for game week twenty three against West Ham. Oh, so okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if they had a cup game that he was allowed to serve a suspension in. No, no, unfortunately, Chelsea got knocked out in both cups by Man City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, at least they've got time to, to recover. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, cool. Well, I think um, I think Chelsea, you know, they they might be they might be on an upward upward trajectory um, at the moment. You know, with those two new signings, um, plus you know uh, Chilwell and and Reece James looking to come back in the next couple of weeks like yeah the worst might be over for Chelsea fans such as yourself let's let's hope so but yeah that that um Liverpool Chelsea game you know in the days that was always like a massive blockbuster so much on the line whether it be you know you know the title or even like top four but uh it, it just looked like a mid-table game the other day and and it reminded me of one of those like big boxing uh matches where it's like just two washed up boxes just trying to get another payday <laughs> Like they're just yeah, way past 100%. it. Hundred <laughs> percent, I fully agree with that. I, I watched that game. Um, I watched that game from start to finish, and it was extremely boring. But um, I, I think I just kept. Um, I think I, I just got kept interested just because of the Kepper clean sheet. Yeah, the last ten minutes, I was just on the edge of my seat, just <laughs> biting my fingernails, just going, you know, like. I never expected the clean sheet to happen in that game. And then the longer the yeah. game went on, the more I started to believe. And by in the last 10 minutes, I was like, I'm going to be absolutely devo if this um, clean sheet gets wiped now. <laughs> yeah, it was um, such a, but yeah, it was a great, also been a great start to the game week. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a perfect example of how FPL can make bad football good. <laughs> exactly. Well, you said you're on the edge of your seat. I was off my seat with uh, Chelsea's new signer, Michaela Mudrick. So 7.0 million. I have a feeling that we're going to be quoting this price um, fairly yep. regularly over the next few weeks. He looked 
absolutely electric. He was easy, by far the best thing to happen to this game. And, you know, so much talk about the massive transfer fee. And um, I'd been doing a fair bit of like athletic. The athletic had had so many pieces about Mudrick and they'd done a few videos about him. So I was, you know, trying to educate myself on him. And the more I was researching, the more I was getting excited about him, about him possibly playing. And um, I just wonder if... Um, I wonder if Potter knew that if James Milner was going to be starting the game, whether Mudrick might have actually started because yeah, he he just caused him so many problems the moment he, he jumped on the pitch. Oh, he was sensational. I enjoyed watching him so much. I think yeah. he was definitely he was like he was literally the bright spark in the game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd be very optimistic about him, and I, f- I kind of felt the same way. Um when I watched uh, Felix play his first game for Chelsea yes. before he got sent off, he was literally the bright spark in the game. He missed a few chances, um, but he got a few chances. He, and yeah, I I think when we can get, or sorry, when you can get both of those guys <laughs> on the field at the same time, um, as well as kind of Chilwell and James, things might actually start to come together for Chelsea. Um, because, you know, they've, they've always had a problem with um, creating chances for, for their centre forward, but these yeah. guys look like they can create chances and actually take some chances themselves too. Yeah, he probably just needs a bit more match fitness. I don't think he'd played a game since like November. So um, for him to, to come on at Anfield and, and, you know, sort of produce what he did in that that cameo was oh, so exciting, especially there was that that moment where he just lapped um, James Milner. Milner had like a massive head start on him and, and Mudrick just, you know, made up the ground and then went past him only for Milner just to hack him down and cop a card. Yeah. <laughs> Yellow card and then immediate, um, immediate, immediate um, substitution. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, it's like oh, we can't, we can't leave Milner on the field. Yeah, so yeah, I, I was pretty excited about that. Something, to, something to keep in mind. But you know, from you know the mid table table mediocrity, Liverpool, Chelsea too. You know the Arsenal, Man United game that just bought back. Brought back the early blockbuster Premier League vibes, like the, the classic Barclays Premier League type of stuff. Oh, it was just fantastic. It was so good. It was one of the best games I've seen all season. It was just sensational. Did you watch it live? No, I didn't watch it live, which is a shame because it was like 3.30 a.m. here for us. It was 3.30 so, in the morning, yeah. Yeah, that would have been a fantastic one to watch Watch live. But, yeah, I, I sort of yeah watched watched it back on replay the other night and oh, it was just it's just fantastic to watch, and you know, just the way it seesawed, and it's, from an attacking perspective, for you know us FBL managers, it had everything we wanted in it. Yeah, it was fantastic. I um, I, I actually got up really early to watch it because I, I had to get up early for work anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was driving into work just as it was kind of finishing, and um, I actually just pulled over on the side of the road to watch the last five minutes because like, oh. I just I was listening, I was I was listening to it through like the Bluetooth speakers in the car, and yeah. it just. I was like, I can't not watch this. So I pulled over the side of the road and watched the last five minutes. I saw the the Inkedia winner. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just such a great game to watch. It was fantastic. <laughs> We're sitting on the side of the road, just honking your horn, flashing the high Vs. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, 100%. I was just, I was being an absolute menace. Just, just in that left lane with the hazards on, just absolutely causing havoc. <laughs> oh, things you love to see. That It's that, so... <laughs> Oh, but yeah, you know, Rashford and Saka just—they were just absolutely like peak powers. Like that Rashford goal, it, it seriously up there is one of the best goals of the season. I don't know, you know how it, it reminded me of Mbappe, just the way he hit it, just yeah. just a clean hit from distance in in a in crowd and bang, just placed it perfectly. Like that guy is yeah, at, and- at his peak powers. 
Yeah, I mean, even outside of that goal, um, I, I just thought he was he was playing so well. He just looked like he was a man full of confidence. You know, yeah. everything he did was just fantastic. So, um, yeah, when, when I was watching that game, you know, I, I thought to myself, maybe this is our triple captain this year. Yeah, I was easily, easily thinking that. But, you know, we will talk about the possibility of playing a triple captain in a sec. But so now we've got like this massive like gap between the game week that just finished and the next one. So, you know, it's just it's basically two weeks um, deadline to deadline, which is a bit annoying. So, you know, I, I can't stress this enough. Hold off banking transfers, people. I'm si- I, I saw Almiron already got a drop today. That's That's made me a little bit annoyed, but. Luckily that we've got that much, you know, budget options in FPL. We're not probably sweating too much on on prices going up or down. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. Just, just hold up. <laughs> I've been I've been super annoyed every day. I check the price changes, and I've got like I think Odegaard's gone up in price. Matoma's gone up in price. Almiron went down in price. Like I'm losing point one every day. Um, <laughs> just don't do it. Like. What are these people doing? Just don't make transfers right now. Just everyone agree not to make transfers. Yeah, I know. Because looking at Man United, so they've got three games still, like three games to play until the next deadline, which, you know, is a bit dangerous. So they've got the mm. the home and away legs in the Carabao Cup against Forest, and they've also got the FA Cup game against Reading. Now, you could argue, you know, some of their top players might get rested for maybe that FA Cup game, which sort of sits in the middle. Uh, but you know we have no idea with what Ten Hag is thinking there. But um, yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, you'd think you'd you'd think that they could probably beat Reading with without playing their full strength team. You think um, so, or just on very limited minutes? Yeah, with the Carabao Cup though, I think we're far enough into the Carabao Cup where you know Ten Hag can he can taste a trophy. Yeah, um, I think he's gonna he's probably gonna go all out for it. He'll probably play his for his his full strength team, especially in that first leg, and then. If it's um if it's not sewn up, then it will probably do the same again in the second leg. So there's a lot of opportunity for players that you've got that you want to keep for the double game week to be injured, and also players that you want to bring in for the double game week they might get injured or um you know things change quickly in this game. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, and you know we've also got yeah the the, the city Arsenal game in the FA Cup. So that that's going to be just a massive one, just to to sort of see how City attack this game, see what Arsenal do in this in this game as well. You know, we're starting to get to the, the pointy end of the FA Cup. And, you know, these two teams haven't played each other yet this season. So, you know, Arteta probably wants to get one over Pep. And you, you can already see, like, you can tell over the last few weeks, Pep's fully stressed out about what Arteta and Arsenal are doing. So he's probably yeah. already overthought and played this game a million times in his head. So I, I don't know whether or not it's going to help without FPL squad selection because so I think both these guys are going to be trying to play 4D Tress over each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what's going to happen. I think yeah. I guess, um, Pep's going to want to kind of send a message to Arsenal, I think. You know, he, he basically wants to say to Arteta, I know you're winning the league, but you haven't played us yet. Yeah. Um, and so this is an opportunity for them to really send a message and try to you know, if, the, if they can beat Arsenal and beat Arsenal well in the FA Cup, then I think that kind of confidence um, will flow through to the league. And they, I think they want to, they want to, they want Arsenal to be scared to play them in the league. Yeah. Um, so I think, I, I think it's an important game for Man City. Yeah. And I, I remember, I mean, sort of similar circumstances a, a couple of seasons ago towards the tail end of the season when um, 
Chelsea and City sort of played each other like three times very quickly across all the cups. So, you know, we were already guaranteed to meet in the Champions League final. They played in the in the league, and then they also played, I think, in like the FA Cup semi-final. And in all three games, Pep did like wild, crazy things in each each game because like Thomas Tucker was just in his head and he was just yeah. overthinking things. Like he, just the most absurd things like in the Champions League final, he didn't play um uh like a holding midfield he didn't play Rodri and he didn't play Fernandinho in the Champions League final which is just absurd because one of those guys had played like just about every single game over the last few yeah. seasons like just Pep just has this tendency just to do absolute wild shit so yeah this this FA Cup game I don't know I, I honestly I have no idea if it's going to help or hinder us at all <laughs> yeah me either I don't know <laughs> Um, he'll probably play Cancelo and he'll convince you to keep him and then he'll get benched in all the league games again. <laughs> oh, God. Well, while we're looking ahead, one thing we do need to talk about is our chips. So we are coming up to a, a you know a, a fairly important time where we can start so, sort of throwing out some of our chips that we got. And the big one at the moment is the triple captain chip. And do you think, Andrew, that a lot of managers out there with the form of Rashford could be giving him the triple captain this game week. And and do you think it's actually justified? Um, yeah, basically I do. Um, <laughs> I think, I don't know. Like I, yes, I think a lot of people, <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to want to play it in this double game week because yeah. um, the fixtures are just that good for United um, Crystal and Crystal Palace and Leeds at home. Um, we know how much better United are at home than they are away, and those are two really juicy ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen Rashford. He scored like what has he scored? Well, I think Is it's it only nine? one game he hasn't scored in like since since the restart at the World Cup, and he still scored a few goals at the World Cup too. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right, and I think he scored in something like nine straight home games, right? Yeah. In all competitions, something like that. And these are two good home games that he's got going again. So, um, yeah, like it's really hard to argue against it. Um, the only the only argument against it is, um, is there a better one coming up um, mm. in the not too distant future? Which, you know, like for me, I'm kind of wrestling between Rashford in 22 um, or Haaland in 23. Or is there, you know, a third option? Um, that you know that you know I haven't thought about yet, but um, I did I did briefly um, flirt with the idea of um, Luke Shaw triple captain in double game week twenty two, <laughs> but that was I think that was before I saw Rashford's goal against Arsenal, and it just reminded me that I don't need to overcomplicate things. Probably <laughs> was were you sending out that message on Twitter when you were pulled over at the side of your road, like celebrating your Kedia Hall? High <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on maybe. FPL points, <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, but I mean, I I do like the um, I really do like the the Luke Shaw um shout. Like, I think I just think that you know Rashford's in such white hot form, but yeah. Um, I guess what Luke Shaw has going for him is that he seems to be, if he plays if he plays in in central defence, he seems to be a bonus point magnet. Yeah. So if you're if you think he's going to get a clean sheet, um, it's probably going to be eight or nine points, and then. Um, if he plays at left back or left wing back, you kind of he's got a decent um, opportunity for attacking returns as yeah. well. Um, so, regardless of where he plays, you're looking at two games where he's got the potential to score kind of between eight and twelve points. 
Um, you know, I can I could see at least one clean sheet. I could see two possibly. Yeah. Um, and then you add one attacking return, a few bonus sprinkled in, and you've got yourself a pretty um a pretty big triple captain soup there. So mm. um yeah, so that's what I was thinking. But then I saw Rashford's goal against Arsenal and I thought, don't be stupid, just um, Rashford's the <laughs> Rashford's Keep it simple, the guy. stupid, the, the kiss, yeah, exactly. the kiss analogy. <laughs> Sometimes I like to, um, you know, I like to do something different, literally just for the sake of doing something different. But, um, you know, every time I've thought of doing something different and then have um, seen since I've been grateful for it, you know, like this week with um, with me thinking about captaining De Bruyne and then bottling it and going for Haaland, he got the hat trick. So, you know, I, I think yeah, th- this is another situation where if I um if I did go through with the triple captain of Luke Shaw, I probably would regret it, and I'm probably uh, if I if I go with Rashford, I'll probably be happy um that I didn't uh yeah go too different. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I mean, we were just we touched on before, like just the amount of football United have to get through. So I think we sort of have to see what happens with all that and how everyone is and the the form and and injuries and lineups and stuff. So, but yeah, it's yeah, like I'm I'm not against it and I'm not for it. I'm like it's it's fully on the table for me too. So, uh, like you said, like we we always want a player with a double with the fixtures and with the form. And this just ticks all those boxes. And the only question yep. mark is the Nordic beat shield himself with the double coming up in game week 23. So they play Arsenal and Aston Villa in, in double game week 23. And you just know that his EO is going to be insane that game week anyway. So, and then he just goes ahead and scores a, a 60 minute hat trick the other day too, just to remind us that, you know, while there was talk of City's demise and and him, you know, making City worse, which is just a stupid call. Like he's already got twenty five goals this season. Yeah, I know, and <laughs> it's it's it is insane. And I, I know, and I guess I I guess um, you know, he's got that Aston Villa game, and it's at home, which is where he scores all of his goals. Yeah, and then the second game is away to Arsenal, um, which is obviously not a great fixture, but I mean Arsenal. Uh, much more likely to keep a clean sheet away from home than they are at home. At home, they almost always concede at least one. So um, you kind of back, you'd back Haaland to get maybe one return in mm-hmm. even in that Arsenal game. Um, and then, you know, another 60-minute hat-trick against Aston Villa is a distinct possibility. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the counter-argument to, to using in 22, I think. Yeah. Haaland in 23 is a is an excellent option. Yeah. Um and I and I don't think we we should be worried about him being rested. If he if he was played twice in three days, um, you know, with that second game being home to Wolves, I don't see any reason why Pep is going to rest him against Aston Villa. Like they're still chasing the league. They're still going to be behind Arsenal in the league and trying to close that gap. So yeah. Um I don't think we have to worry about rest. No, I I mean and th- the the break between the games, it's like the first game against Villa at home's on the Saturday, and then they play Arsenal on the the following Tuesday night. So you know that that's a standard standard break for you know the big European teams. And yeah, he he won't be rested against Villa because they they still have to beat Villa, and then he definitely won't be rested against Arsenal because they have to beat Arsenal. <laughs> there there is a zero percent chance he's rested against Arsenal. Like that's that's just ridiculous. So, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean the the argument for the the argument that a lot of people made for triple captaining him in that 
first double game week was the five day gap between games. Yeah. So um, whereas this one's only a four day gap and there was some concern about minutes and that kind of thing. But yeah, as I said before, I think that that kind of concern has just been blown out of the water with him backing up three days later against Wolves. Yeah. Um, And I know he only played 60 minutes, but he scored a hat trick in that 60 minutes and he would have played longer if he needed to. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, um, yeah, if he hasn't, you know, scored a couple of goals already, then they'll just leave him on the field. Um, you know, in I'm sure in that Aston Villa game until until the job's done. Yeah, and the, the goal seemed to be coming back to City too. So what they scored four against Spurs and then uh yeah, three the other day against Wolves. So um yeah, the goals and he scored four of four of them in total over the those two games. So mm. Yeah. So which way are you leaning? Are you leaning? Leaning towards Rashford in 22 or Haaland in 23? I think at the moment I'm still leaning towards Haaland and that's more because his ceiling is just so ridiculously high. So I I fully expect Rashford to easily score in both of those games against Crystal Palace and Leeds, but I think just the amount of chances City create and also because they, they have to attack especially the Arsenal game, which on paper is the harder game. Now, Arsenal, you know, they do concede chances and, you know, they have to beat, they have to go there wanting to beat um, Arsenal. So they're going to be trying to to score as many as they can. And, yeah, but, you know, if he goes gangbusters in the FA Cup, then it's a no-brainer for me. I'm I'm holding on to the chip and playing it on Haaland. So, and, you know... Like I said, he's got 25 goals already this season, so <laughs> he could he could easily score in both, and yep. it's not really an issue. But yeah, I, I'm leaning. I, I I reckon I'm 60 40, 60 in favor of Haaland at the moment. But I'll wait and see what happens over the next week. I think I agree with you. I think I'm on the same. Yeah, you're the page. same. Um, I think so. Yeah, I just the fact that he's scored multiple hat tricks this season. Yeah. Um, like and four, I think all four of, hat tricks <laughs> and all of them at home, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I mean, like, how many home games have they played? Like, oh, it's almost like a it's almost like half the time he plays at home, he gets a hat trick. Like, that yeah. Aston Villa game is just staring me in the face, and it's just got brace written all over it, minimum. Yeah, um, and then whatever happens against Arsenal is just kind of you know like a bonus. It, you know whether he gets a return against Arsenal or not. I think he probably does because, as you say, like Arsenal give up chances, especially at home. Yeah. So yeah, I just think, as you said before, the ceiling I think is just so high with him, and I am leaning towards him. Although you know, it is tempted. The Rashford one is tempting too. Yeah, the Rashford one is. It's just more the concern of how much football United have to play um, until mm. they get to that that. Um, that double game week, but um, you know that's something probably for us to to get back into next week. But um, you know something I've been I was thinking about. I probably changed my mind. I was probably going a bit full tilt yesterday. But you know, there's a valid case at the moment that you could possibly play your wild card. You know, I've got two free transfers, and that's probably why I'm not going to do it. But there's a really good opportunity for managers who you know have fires to put out in their side can set up for. Double game week twenty two, set up for double game week twenty three, maybe set up for the the blank in twenty five as well. But you know, or do you think it makes more sense to sort of hold? I, I, I suppose it's a tricky one to answer, isn't it? Because everyone's side is different. But 
would you prefer maybe to hold the wild card for later in the season when we get more doubles and more blanks in the future? Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. I think that if your if your team is in such a bad shape at the moment that you need to wild card, then you just should. Yeah. But um, you know, all things yeah, yeah, most I think most teams would get more out of the wild card later on in the season. I think um, if you used it now, you probably would regret it later on in the season when we have those huge doubles mm. um, that people like to set up, you know, for those doubles with a wild card the week before and then use the bench boost at the, in the double game week itself. And I think that can return huge amounts of points if you get it right. Yeah. Um, which I think there's more upside to that kind of strategy than um, than using it now. Yeah, uh, I think so. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Is is men men United is one of the teams that's likely to double in 25? Is that right? Uh, no, they're likely to blank in 25. Sorry, that's, I, I meant I meant blank. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah so men United are going to blank in 25. Will likely blank in 25 and likely double in 22. So it's very difficult to set yourself up for both of those game weeks with a wild card because True. those are obviously opposing uh, opposing um, points <laughs> there. So. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you need it, then use it because there's no point in losing hundreds of thousands of places every week just to hold on for the double for the bigger doubles later down the line. If you really need it, then use it. But I would um, I would try to hold it if 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 I could. No, I, I I like that I like that idea. Yeah, when I sort of wrote that out and I was planning ahead, I, I sort of thought oh, it's a bit redundant for me because. I actually have two free transfers. It would it'd be a waste, a complete waste. You've got two free transfers. You're coming off like three or four straight green arrows, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, I think I had a oh, – yeah, did I? Yeah. I, I, it's been a fairly good few game weeks. So It's yeah. been a good few game weeks. You, you're going well. You've you've got, um, you know, you've got good momentum still, and I, I definitely don't think you need it. No, no. Yeah, I've, I've already talked myself out of it before I ever started talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like my Shaw triple captain. I talked myself out of it before I even <laughs> had the chance to state my case. Oh, 24 hours is a long time in FPL land. <laughs> That's it. I don't know what was in my coffee when I was writing that down. But um, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the cup, the magic of the cup. So I'm still going in the cup. So managers out there, if you are still going in the cup, let me know because... I tend to get more and more into the cup the further I get along. So um, I think I'm now into the, the, you know, the magical round of the 130,000. So it's starting to get serious amazing. now. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. I managed to scrape through by one point uh, today. Thanks to Mitrovic. I was sweating that he wasn't going to get yellow carded or, or miss a penalty. I was probably more concerned. He should he have get... been yellow carded, my friend. <laughs> yeah, no. I was more concerned <laughs> he was going to like get a penalty and miss it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's amazing because last week I think you went through on a tiebreaker and then this week you've gone through by one point. Yes. So I had no idea I was through on the tiebreaker until you pointed out to me. I was convinced I was out. I hadn't really done the maths because the game week had just finished and my opponent had Edison in goals and I sort of just thought that Edison got the assist for that. Which he should have got. Which, yeah, 100% he should have got. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm very yeah. thankful he he did it, but... Yeah, and then I was, I was, yeah, I was convinced I was a go through, and you were like, no, 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 like, no, it, it's level. And then, I then I thought I was out because I took a hit that game week, and, and my opponent had the wild card. But I was reading the rules, and it basically just goes like based on like the first thing to determine the winner is points, 
Then the second thing was, you know, goals scored in your side and both of us had three goals. And so it literally went down to the last deciding factor, which was goals conceded. And because my opponent had, I think he had double city defense who conceded like four goals over the two game weeks, whereas like Cancelo had only conceded, I think, two. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I managed to scrape it through, but I've never, I've never had to come down to you know the wire like that before. Oh, amazing! What would the only thing that would have been better than that is if it, um, if that was tied to and it went down to a virtual coin toss. Yeah, because yeah, on that. yeah, the fourth That's thing is the yeah, next virtual one. coin toss. Oh my god! <laughs> that Surely would... they can come up with something better than that. Like it should be overall rank or something ahead of virtual coin toss. But anyway, oh yeah, just, oh, imagine if you made it to the final. That that's the magic that's... of the cup. I made it. I made it to like the top 512 or 256, I think, one year. Mm. I've been chasing that dragon ever since. But oh. yeah, no, I'm I'm out this year. I've got a 2023 is a bust. <laughs> well, I, I still live in hope. But um, yeah, I just wanted to have it. You know, I, I felt a bit left out because you got such a massive FPL score this week. I didn't really have that much to toot my horn about. So I just wanted to celebrate. Love the cup. The magic of the cup, my friend. Oh, the magic of the cup. But um, anyway, we won't um delve in too much to previewing the upcoming game week because we'll do that next week. And there's like we've said a hundred times, there's still a ton of football to be played. But um, sort of a quick look ahead to the next game week. What what transfers do you have, you know, sort of in your mind at the at this stage of you know planning out for double game week or potential double game week twenty two because. Um, yeah. yeah, what you're thinking now might not be the same as next week, but I'm sure you got something in mind. Yeah, look, I've got one transfer which is 100% going to happen unless you know, unless there's like a, a freak injury or something. But um, I, I'm going to go mount to Erdegaard. Mm-hmm. Um, that sets me up for double game week 23. It gives me three Arsenal, and you know I've already got three cities. So, and I mean they've got Everton this week, so. Um, as we said earlier, don't ignore the good single fixtures. I think it's, yeah, I think I wanted to get Odegaard this week is for that Everton fixture and Mason Mount's just been stinking out my team for too long. So that's an <laughs> easy one. Um, and amazingly, Mount is a significantly more expensive than Odegaard. So that frees up, frees up a bit of cash for me for that yeah. second transfer. So I don't know what the second transfer is going to be. Um, you know... I, I don't have three United players, so yeah. it seems logical that the next transfer should be to get a third United player. But on the other hand, I don't know who that United player is that I want. Yeah. Um, I don't think I can get to Bruno uh, without losing KDB. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what that second transfer is going to be. I'm very tempted by Matoma again. Mm-hmm. I know it's strange bringing in two single game week players in a, in a double game week. But um, Matoma's got Bournemouth at home. Like yeah. that's probably just as good as the third best United asset with two two fixtures. Well, it's an absolute plum fixture, and he's in red hot form. So <laughs> there. Yeah, that's right. Just because it's not a double doesn't mean it's not a, a great move. And yeah, I mean two free transfers, and yeah, really targeting the game week, and and also yeah, looking ahead to to twenty three. Yeah. What What are your thoughts on um? you know, how important it is to, you know, to get someone like Bruno Fernandes in. Would you would you recommend me using my second transfer to go KDB down to Bruno? Well, that's that's what I'm I've got planned. <laughs> so that that's a yeah, good, right. good segue into my thing. So my thinking at the moment is 
yeah, so I've got the two free transfers. I'm actually thinking of taking a hit this game week, so and just getting really aggressive because I yeah, moving out KDB, Almiron, and Mitrovic, and swapping them to yeah, Bruno for the double, Matoma for that Bournemouth game, and you know, up until game week 25 for Almiron, and yep. yeah, Inkedia, and because I want triple Arsenal for 23, and yep. um. And Kedia, he's leading the line. He just looks fantastic. And it makes sense. If I'm going to take a hit to get an extra player, I might as well getting him in, like you, like you said, like getting him in for this game week against Everton. Like, mm. Yeah. I mean, although, I mean, what's happening at Everton at the moment may change that that sort of thinking because, you know, they have sacked Frank Lampard this morning. So we don't know what's going to happen with such a big gap until the next game week. But yeah, um, yeah. My, there's, my chat thinking, that, there's chat that Bielsa might be at the helm before we know it. It could be, and we know Bielsa sides like to concede goals. <laughs> they do, they do. I don't think that that's gonna. I don't think Bielsa being appointed um, manager of Everton is gonna dissuade you from getting the uh, the opposing striker in. No, that, that's right. So I mean, yeah, going back to the main thing that you brought up, like whether or not it's worth swapping KDB for Bruno. Like, I I, I got KDB in at the restart. And I've been mm. fairly disappointed with him, more so just for the price that you have to pay for him. Like he, so he missed yep. one of the games of the doubles, and he's only he's had like two assists basically in the last two games, and that's it. And for that amount of price that you're paying, it's, it's a little bit annoying. But I, yeah, I'm convinced I want to move him for Bruno because I think Bruno's returned every single game week since the restart, and even I think he scored in game week 16 too. Just just yep. before the World Cup, so he's in great form. He's nailed. He's basically captain on on, on the pitch now because Maguire sits on the bench every game week. And yep. history tells us double game weeks with United equals Bruno points, like every time. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you're right, you're right. Um, just I'll I'll play a bit of devil's advocate though. Please do. Um, so I guess one thing just to keep in mind, like I. I thought about doing the KDB to Bruno and then back to KDB for 23 move as yeah. well. But effect, if that's what you want to do, and that's very, it's a very popular plan um, in the FPL kind of community, Twitter community, but that's basically using two transfers to get one extra double game week player. Um, yeah. And we, we know that, I mean, we know that transfer, even free transfers aren't free. Um, you know what I mean? Like if you use a transfer, then you know, that's a transfer that could have been used for something else. And if you do want to do something else, then all of a sudden you're paying minus four for it. So um, I just think that people need to be careful um, about, you know, planning, you know, you're, you're planning, you're only going to have one free transfer going into game week 23, which mm-hmm. is a, a double game week involving Man City and Man United. So every, everyone's going to go into that game week with one free transfer pretty yeah. much. So given how much, you know, given how many things can go wrong in any given game week, um, do you want to take the risk of only having one free transfer going into game week 23 um, and then having to use it to get KDB back only having just gotten rid of him? You know, you might have another, one of your Arsenal players might get injured in this game week and then all of a sudden you've got to take a hit just to get, you know, three Arsenal players for their double. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I just, I just think it's something worth considering that, you mm-hmm. know, like, as I said to you before, no transfer is free, even a free transfer, because <laughs> there's other things you can be doing with it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to use two? I, I, I'm kind of, 
leaning towards not using two, but the main reason why I'm leaning, sorry, the, the main reason why I'm leaning towards not doing the KDB to Bruno thing is that I've got so many other fires in my team. I feel yeah. like I can improve my team elsewhere, whereas you have got a pretty strong team without too many obvious weak links. So maybe you can afford to do it. Um, whereas I, you know, I feel like maybe I need to prioritize fixing up a couple of other areas in my team and, and you don't have to do that. So it might be the right move for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's something I'm still going to be stewing about over the next, next week or so. And yeah, it's going to be a lot, a lot of water to flow under the bridge still, but yeah, like in my mind, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fairly like set on, on that being my move. Like I know I'm, yeah. it's taking a hit, but I mean, being able to sort of make three transfers at, at once and, you know, I don't yeah. really see it as a hit for just one particular player. I see it as like the four points over those three players. So Yeah, oh, don't don't get me wrong. I like, I love all three of those like moves for game week 22. Yeah. Um, I really like those three moves for game week 20, 22. Um, I'm just wondering more about game week 23. Like, is the plan to go back to KDB or are you using that as an opportunity to change who the third Man City asset is? Uh, originally, my, my plan is to go back to KDB, but that said, heading into double game week 23, if, if you know, Mares is still nailed in that side and, and scoring free will because I don't you know Foden probably has to do quite a lot to get back to that side. Like yep. he could be an option as my third. But you know the, the thing that of doing these moves is it it does still stop me from fixing my Cancelo problem. <laughs> which, I was gonna just say the same thing. Which which is like the biggest problem in my side. But you know would would I rather you know, attack the game. We can try and get some attacking returns over the next two weeks, or get in a city defender who, you know, might just play. Like Cancelo could easily just play one game in the double. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I could easily take him out for someone else, and they can see like they haven't exactly been keeping a lot of clean sheets up until the Wolves game. They had barely kept any clean sheets. So, um, yeah. You know, rather just rolling the dice with Cancelo there, but yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at this stage, I I really like having Bruno there for the double with those two fixtures because they just look amazing. That yep. Brighton fixture looks amazing and that Arsenal fixture looks amazing as well. So um, yeah, I'm, I, I saw it in my head. I think the point hit is can justify itself because I think the players coming in could like well outscore the players I would be taking out even with the hit. Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah, it is I, a little bit silly doing the, you know, the hokey pokey of, you know, KDB in and KDB out, but uh, yeah, sort of targeting I these doubles. I, I don't think it's necessarily silly. I just think um, that sometimes people don't think about, you know, the next game week and it's, you know, sometimes you, you think it's going to be easy to bring someone out and then bring them straight back in, but there's always something, there's always other things that arise. And so, you know, then that kind of gets knocked down the pecking order of, um, most important things to fix. And before you know it, you're taking a hit the next week as well. Yeah, so, that's right. But, I mean, as you say, these three moves are so good for game week 22 that it may well, it, like it, I, I would be shocked if the if the hit's not justified in this week. Yeah. And even taking another minus four in game week 23 might be justified as well because you know the, the, these transfers are such upgrades for this week. So you, yeah, might, that's right. um, you might bank so many points that you can afford to take 
more hits in the next game week, um, you know, just to to reverse it. So I'm mm. not I'm not trying to discourage you from it at all. Yeah, just yeah, sort but... of just trying to point out, you know, what you know what could happen in 23. Yeah, and, and it's not usually my style anyway to like play aggressive. I'm, I'm usually quite calculated with that stuff, but it, it is something I have very well thought of and and sort of worked out the risk versus the reward. So um, yeah, yeah. At, at this stage, that's that's what I will be doing, but. That's dependent on on what happens in the um, upcoming game week, but um, yeah, let's have a look. I mean, yeah, the, the the game week is over, so we can actually give a proper FPL SideNet podcast league update standings as it stands. So, um, yeah, still leading is Stu Pankin with his side Wadalay twenty three. Um, managed to get seventy seven points this game week, so he's sitting at the top. And my boy Ross moving up to second. He's very excited. Um, indeed, moving from fourth to second. Um, myself, I've moved up one place to eighth. So, hoy hoy, I will definitely take that. But yourself, uh, the, you know, this is this is the big talking point of of the game week, people. Andrew, Andrew, tell the people where you are now. Well, I'm still I'm still nowhere near the uh, the top ten graphic. You coming though? Like but, a little steam uh, trade. Yeah, doot. yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm up from uh, 41 to I think 25. So that's a big um, move, definitely. A few, a few big steps in the right direction. Yeah, well, that's that's a big move. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's a big jump. I'm not, com- I'm not complaining. I'm still looking way up there at you at number eight, though. No, oh, like I said the other week, you you are coming. So <laughs> I'm starting to look over my shoulder a little bit. <laughs> oh, but um, anyway, yeah, you mentioned earlier as a spoiler alert, you are not manager of the game week. You were denied by one point, and I was so upset when i saw that you weren't manager of the game week <laughs> no no um, not at all not at all I, I think there was two people that got 98 is that right uh yeah so two people victoria hart with um her side bexley badges finished up with 98 and yeah karen send the the oh, i've messed that up sorry karen send the descent with his side change names <laughs> There you go, both with 98 points. So, yeah, unfortunately, you're picked by one. But I also want to shout out our good friend of the show, uh, Brett, um, FPL Shaker Bake. He finished up with 93, and, and he actually captain, captain Trippier this game week too. So um, massive score. Um, what could have been if he'd captained Harland? Well, he, he was very he, – he was telling me about his decision to, to captain Trippier. And, yeah, on seriously, on paper, it made perfect sense. So, and he was – Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it last week. Like, we were. Captain Trippier every week. So, we, I, I've I've got absolutely no criticism of that of that choice to captain Trippier. Like, he, and, and he was right. Like, Trippier scored eight points. It was – Yeah. It was Trippier a good did shout. what he says he does on the label. <laughs> he scores <laughs> – yeah, Exactly. Clean sheet and bonus points. Bang. <laughs> Done. Yeah. No, it was so, a good yeah. shout. It was just unfortunate that it was one of those weeks that Harlan absolutely exploded. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was the managers of the game week. Unfortunately, Andrew was pipped. Well. You know, I, I've still never been manager of the game week ever. So um, I, I'm pretty sure you have before. Yeah. I think, um, I think last I season have, you were. Yeah. I think I, maybe, yeah, once last season before I actually came on the show. Um, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, I get another chance, maybe later this season. Um, if you follow it up like you did last game week, then, yeah, it's definitely coming. But, um, yeah, before we finish up the show, just the, the social media plug. So that's at FPL Signet on Instagram 
and Twitter. And yeah, don't forget to follow Mr. 97 himself at FPL underscore point break on Twitter. And yeah, please hit those like and subscribe buttons. And yeah, fantastic seeing everyone, you know, retweet the 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 show links and and get in touch with us that they've been listening to the show and and um you know, you know, managers that have been doing well getting the shout outs and the league update getting in touch too. So um, yeah, it's it's fantastic to see. But um, yeah, don't forget, don't make any transfers. We have plenty of water to go under the bridge until then. But yeah, enjoy the you know the mental break from FPL for one weekend at least. And if your side's in the FA Cup and and League Cup, um, enjoy it. But my side's not, so I'm just gonna hopefully enjoy the carnage. But Andrew, all that is left to say. Via con Dios. <laughs> and thanks for joining us, everyone. I let your defensive sheets be clean and your arrows green. See ya. 